epic sode. Yeah, epic sode. <laughs> Season five, epic sode. Seventeen. No one really jumped on board with that when I mentioned it last time. I thought people were like, I thought that would definitely get some some branding legs on it. It didn't. It didn't. <laughs> why, why does that happen? How can we? How can we? No, oh, maybe we don't want to change that. Maybe we don't it, want to change that. You know, it, you know, it's. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm still I'm still okay with our if our thing if our thing is if you know you know <laughs> if that's our hashtag. Um, I don't I don't really want to do too much work to try and make our podcast all that popular. <laughs> I guess the bottom line is that it takes work. Um, and maybe intentionality. Thinking about that moment, you know, for somewhere like you, going back to that um, that moment when you and I were doing the um, we had our camp. You remember at the Penny's Chicken last time I made it to the Lou, someone came up to us and like, "Hey, are you taught? What did I forget what the person said? I think it was her name, Lynn Lim Lan. It was something, and she's like, "Hey, are you two professional photographers?" And because we're carrying cameras. I actually, I think you had a little mini pod or something. You had, you're carrying a tripod with you. So there was probably like that up the game some, right? People don't generally come in for Penny's chicken carrying their, their gear like that. Um, but that was kind of a funny moment. Did you find that a funny mo moment? Like you just weren't quite sure what to do with it? I did. Uh, <laughs> and the same with when we were with the Korean fried chicken. And, and the young man came over. He's like, are you guys... Like what did he like? Are you guys food vloggers? Like, are you make it? We were just looking at each other. Like, you noticed us? Like, we're just yeah. trying to do our thing here. Um, we're just hanging at the back at the the uh, tailgate of your car. It's like, come on, dude. We're just trying to eat our chicken here. That was cool. What was funny about? I don't know. Is that is that what it feels like to kind of have like a like a fan? Was it were those like small moments of actually having a fan, not a follower? Right. Cause we have, it's that funny thing with socials, right? Like you wouldn't say, like, I'll tell you, dude, I'm a fan of your content that you put up, like your videos and your posts and stuff like that. Um, but I'm not running up to you. Well, I probably would cause I'm a friend, but I don't know if I would like running up to you at the back of your car, like, Hey, are you rolling Chidiac? I think there's a different kind of feel there when people, people notice you. It's when people notice you in a different way. It felt like maybe a bubble was pierced or something. That was maybe that was what was it like? It was almost like an interruption, a real interruption in my thinking because you and I were actually, you know, we're just hanging out, having some eats, checking out Penny's hot chicken. And then someone says words that reveal maybe not, it, maybe it was because somehow it felt like, did she reveal like a, like a secret, like a, like a, like a, kind of like a secret mindset of ours. Not that we we think we're professional photographers, but like, it's like someone noticing, someone noticing <laughs> without much justification, we're carrying cameras, but someone noticing something that aligns with your thinking, like you would like to be a photographer. Like you would like to be better at being phot a photographer. Now, again, this person didn't see any of our content, but that was a really nice conversation. Remember, she's like showing us her, the photos that she's taken on her phone. That was cool. And we just kind of walked into it because we're looking for hot chicken, hot chicken sandwich. I liked that moment. Uh, what I liked 
I like that nobody else nobody else would talk to us. Yeah, like which true. is which is fine. Like I don't think we were looking for anybody to talk to us, but I think I don't know about you. I just assume nobody's going to question in this day and age with cameras and phones everywhere. <laughs> nobody's going to question it. So it was weird for me for at the at, I don't know what came first, the Korean chicken or the or the Pen pennies did. We did pennies okay. first. So pennies, I, I wasn't expecting anybody to say anything. Just because I guess of the location, like lots of university students, probably lots of cameras and phones always out and about. And I think maybe what threw this person off was two middle aged men like I don't know, kind of excited about getting their hot chicken and like recording the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? And she was she it seemed to me like she made a connection because she's like, Hey, I'm a budding photographer. Mm -hmm. You want to, you want to look at my stuff? And we were like, yeah, of course. So she was almost like waiting for someone like us to walk in with cameras. And she was like, primed. Yeah. Can I talk to you guys for a second? We're like, yeah, of course. Sure. You mean, you know, I've even thought about, I've even thought about, approaching them in a way because i've been there several times and i've seen her there she i don't know if she's the manager or what she is but that one particular individual who spoke to us she's there often i mean mm -hmm. i've not i've been there what a handful of times and she always seems to be there running the place i would love one day to say hey can i just shoot a youtube short here can i just sh try to get some footage of you guys doing your thing and then put it together and you guys can do whatever you want with it just because mm -hmm. I often wonder if I, you know, I ask certain people, hey, can I just get some footage here and put something together? Because um, it's that that creative bit kicks in. It's like, I could do something with this. I could do something with this. I, what I love about this is that, again, we're, we're you're, you're flexing, flexing a little bit of the privilege, right? Because part of it is that, we can kind of just mess with this creative space because we got stable day jobs. Like that's, we can kind of do that. Right. It's a, I imagine it's what you're doing right now is tapping in to the hustle mindset. Like really that's what you're doing because I would think that uh, here's why I'm imagining if I were looking to get some solid gigs as a poet or spoken word person or, you know, <laughs> heaven help them if they wanted me to take photos like i would probably have to do a whole you, like you have to do a whole lot of 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 like busking like you got to do the free stuff on the corner i think that's well sorry no i think you can skip you can skip the busking you can but part of it is the busking i think gives you real-time feedback in a way that too much artificiality of scheduling it and setting it up like you just don't get the same type of learning from it right um, and you know, if you get to a space where you're good enough at your craft that you no longer have to busk, like to kind of, you know, put the hat out and just kind of realize that there's no assurance you're going to get paid for your craft. Um, but I think it does change. I think it changes how you, your hunger. Like, I think it changes your perception of risk that you're, you're willing to sort of try, right?
And it's funny, I had a very similar moment this morning. I have, I have, uh, I grabbed a coffee this morning when I was going to do um, grab gas. And there's a person that, um, there's a person that I, I think they just worked the weekend and early morning at the one of the Starbucks that I go to. Um, and I would say, generally speaking, uh, I've had this person consistently almost every time if I've gone for like the 6.30 drive through coffee. And I just, I had a moment this morning because I actually brought my, I, you know, I've, I've started to go back to capturing photos. So I was carrying my camera with me, not just my phone. And I had a moment there where, you know, I would love to capture some photos right now. But what it would have entailed would be as I'm sort of going about getting my coffee, waiting for my coffee, I'd have my camera up and taking shots of the person actually at the drive-thru. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, that that's embarrassing. Like, I don't want to do that to the person. Like, it seems too it's sort of intrusive. And it's that... We talked a little bit about that kind of like, uh, I don't know, that style of... Um, video and photo capture that feels constantly like a like a rough cut like you're just capturing a everyday slice of life and in, I'm imagining some people are good at doing it doing it and somehow just putting it out there and people are actually mind blown by the state that it just that it just works well because it's so naturalistic as a rough cut and then you know there's the other end of creators that it's completely staged like you know, we you know, I know it's staged. Like they've set up their lights, they're on take 42. Um, and it's not as naturalistic. It's it's that whole kind of it's I think there's something in there's something in the industry of of being a creator that I feel like a lot of artists are sort of chasing that um, chasing that dragon of how do I make it look like this actual shot was effortless and you just happen to always be at the right time in the right place with the right lighting and your five thousand dollars worth of equipment but you're not going to show that you have the five thousand dollars worth of equipment and just on that note you and I have both seen creators that we know. They've got $5,000 worth of equipment and what they're putting up is a brick. Like they're just not hitting it, but they have, but it, but it looks great. <laughs> it looks great. So anyways, that sort of like capturing in time, that moment that you're sort of talking about, I, I had my camera with me, um, but I didn't step in. I didn't find my brave to actually say, can I, can I just do, can I do this? And I would probably, and you kind of do like these verbal contracts. Cause I would probably say, you know what, whatever I put together, I was like, hey, hi, my name is Chris. You've been my barista for a year now. I somehow feel like I have a relationship with you. Like, it's kind of weird, but this is what's going on. I have a relationship with you only because I see you every single day. I'm one of thousands of customers, but you're like of my one or two people that I notice here at the coffee shop. Can I take some photos? Next time I'm coming through, remember, hey, I'm Chris. Can I take some photos of you? I want to put something together. I'm not quite sure, but I want to put together a piece maybe about getting coffee in the morning, maybe connecting like you're exploring connecting with my dad, like something, but going for coffee in the morning. Um, I don't know. I like, it was funny, but I didn't step, I didn't do it. I didn't risk. I didn't do the cold call. And you know, what's funny about that, bud, back in the day with, with squirrels, when I was still hustling with that, I do cold call all the time. Just drop a tweet or a DM or an email. Hey, my name's Chris. I do a podcast. 
Kent, here's some stuff that you've said online. Can I talk to you more about this? I think that's different than actually saying to somebody face to face. It's in the same vein, though. I think it's, it's in, in the same, same vein, but same toolkit of bravery. There's a. It's different. Yeah. It for me, it's different. It's a different uh, flavor of bravery. Gotcha. Like today, when I went into the donut store, I had my phone. The camera was on for a minute, and then I turned it off because I. It was a. There was not a lot of hustle and bustle. Um, it was kind of like an intimate place, and it was just felt weird. And I didn't feel like I didn't feel like defending it if someone said, "What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever, it's all good. Um, Thinking back on it, do you are you still are you are you still in agreement with yourself, or do you feel like you would should have? No, I'm in agreement with myself. I don't You're regret it. So. I don't regret it. There are some that's the thing I'd like to maybe expose in some of my videos is that there still is a time and a place where you're not going to get the footage um for whatever reason. Um mm-hmm. because the people that are being recorded don't want it or because um I don't feel comfortable doing it. That's just the way I feel about it. Um and I don't I don't I'm not bothered if I need to incorporate that into my style of making video. Mm -hmm. So that's cool with me. Um, Funny thing though. So I'm trying, you know this, I'm trying to make a video about my dad and I'm really struggling with it. I'm struggling with, I think um, sitting down to write it Mm -hmm. is going to bring emotion and maybe I think I don't want to deal with the emotion, so I just don't do it. But I moved one step closer by going to a, a Mon Pa donut shop this morning to get some donuts because that's what my dad used to do. He used to bring home donuts for us. And this is back before, um, you know, Tim Hortons was the beast that it is and when they actually had real donuts in their stores. Um so I had to go somewhere where I could get what I refer to as real robots. I feel like Tim Hortons was just put on notice, yo. Tim's, I remember, I remember the day when it was the big expose on you folks that you're bringing in donuts. You're bringing in donuts. You're just warming them up in the back. It makes me wonder at what point, here's the second question to this. At what point did Tim's really... Maybe one of our thousand fans knows this. I really would like to know at what point Tim Hortons stopped being like completely lost their traditional bakery status where they were no longer actually like, like where they were. So restaurants like um, McDonald's, let's say they're they're It's a mass produced assembly line, right? Um. And they it's always grind. been, so we know you know, that. Right. They're not grinding their meat. They're not making the patties. They're not shredding the lettuce, right? They're not making the sauces on site, okay? I, I hope I hope I'm not revealing the, the lifting the curtain too fast for some people, right? I remember when, and I don't even know if it had to do with the donuts with Tim Hortons. I think it had to do with their bagels. 
that I, I could be wrong, but I think that the there was something, some story that was like this big kind of expose about how stuff is just brought into the back of the store, kept in the freezer, and then basically reheated or finished. It's it's finished cooking, right? That whole quick service, it's finished cooking right there. It's no longer actually cooking. Like it's not, it's not, you're not going, you're going there to learn how to use equipment, not actually to understand the difference between a bread dough, how do you make a bread dough and a bagel dough? Like you're not getting that knowledge out of Tim Hortons. Somebody is at the factory, right? Where it's being mass produced. But I have a memory of there being a big uproar when people are like, what? They don't make their own donuts anymore. They're just bringing them in and dipping them on site. But that actually makes me wonder, like, at what point did they stop? Like, if you wanted to learn to be a baker, you wanted to learn to be a baker, and you wanted to develop your craft as a baker, and the fragility of um, and instability of being a baker, because even though you're following the science, you know, you make donuts on a Monday, They even if you have a standard recipe, it could still be slightly different on the Tuesday could be so it really has me thinking about at what point could you no longer get a job at tim hortons as a baker and actually learn how to be a baker because now you've got like 16 or 17 year olds that Doot! they can put the stuff on the tray and hit the button and that's all and that is to a degree um the most important skill set that you can actually pick the appropriate graphic to cook those donuts yo so that's it's got me wondering so tim hortons we're, we're the Dakota podcast is officially putting you on notice. I hope I don't get any letters in the mail. Oh, geez. <sighs> geez, you know, you know, you know. From the Timmy's lawyers. But anyway. Yes. So, Dude, we're going to get a cease and desist. <laughs> I don't even remember where I was going with this. Oh, I remember. <laughs> mom and pop, mom and pop shops. And yeah, I, want, I wanted to hit um, a real donut store with yep. donuts that take me back to when my father used to bring home donuts as a treat for us. And I captured some video. I don't know. Here's the, here's the best part. Well, I can say it now, but it's not the best part. When you, I capture all kinds of video and may use none of it. You know what I mean? Yep. So we'll have to see what happens, but I think it brought me one step closer. Um, I played a little bit with it on Twitter. I grabbed some of the footage of the drive. I was able to get the sunrise in a way. So post that on Twitter. And then, uh, so one, so the first video, Ride With Me as the sun rises, some nice meditative music. Then the, the next comment in that thread is, now have a donut with me kind of thing. And then it's a really sped up video of me eating my strawberry fritter donut like a dude the donuts are so real i don't know I don't, you did see it right i poloed you the box of donuts mm -hmm. it was like the it was like the tracking shot that didn't end that's what awesome you, it was like we're panning right here and it was like okay box of donuts <laughs> i think there's like there was there was not a, I don't think there was a dozen in there there was, was 10 was in the box i was going to say i was going to say there wasn't quite a dozen and then you pan over and then there's another box with uh, with muffins or That's cupcakes. Right. Don't know. I and I'm muffins. like, this is awesome. And then, then there's an in-your-face first-person shot of the inside of a bag with two more donuts. I'm like, that was awesome. Totally, totally surprising. You totally like. It was it was a good shot. They were it was a good shot. A, a good threefer. Right on. 
so I'm glad you enjoyed that anyway. So I'm starting, I'm going to see what I can do with that video. Uh, don't know what the title is, I guess for now I could just call it my dad. Um, but it's whacked how those things pop up and uh, it takes you back, you know, it takes me back to a simpler time in life. I'm a kid. I don't know anything. My dad walks in. He's got a box of donuts. Hey, mm -hmm. everybody. Let's have some donuts. So right now, my youngest, he's awake. I heard him rustling and bustling. I'm sure he's down there. He's got the boxes open. He's like, <laughs> he doesn't know what to do, I think. He's probably like, dad's podcasting. And I know I can't go in the room and ask him. Yeah, like, where's dad? Where's dad? Oh, yeah. he's got his podcast. I keep checking my phone and nobody's messaged me asking for any donuts, which is That's funny. That's awesome. Because I was strategic. I did get some donuts that I think my wife would like, that the kids would like. Um, and it was just one of those places I was like, you know what? She's like, is that all? I'm like, no, crack up, open another box. I want a half dozen of those homemade muffins because I think my family will appreciate those too. Um, anyway, so we'll see how that plays out. I'm having fun with the YouTube shorts, but I think now it's time to bust open a longer video with some narrative and me telling stories. I'm pulling an Aldo. I'm going to tell some stories and... And you know what? Here's the best. The best part of it is it's all for me, right? Like I'm yeah. not making it for anybody else. If people watch it and appreciate it, I guess the only, this is what I will say here on the Decoded podcast for our many listeners to take in mm -hmm. is that if anything, I think my message might be if your father's still around, go hang out with him milk something out of your dad that you don't know about him or get some donuts and go see your dad. Um, Cause I can't do that anymore. So it's just one of those kinds of things. Like, Hey, if your dad's around, don't make a video after he's gone, go hang out with him now. I like the, um, that, that as a reminder. Yeah. I mean, I, I dance with that. I think I dance with that daily, you know, my, the, the, the things I wish. So on one hand, I love noticing. I love noticing the spaces where I'm like, man, that's like exactly how my dad used to do. I, I really do. I, I do enjoy noticing that. Um, and at the same time, it is a little bit like what you're saying. Like, I wish I had, like, though I wish I had both memories, both a very, like a very clear sense now of um, this thing that I'm feeling right now or noticing is like exactly how my dad used to do it. Like, I, I really like that. I, 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 I like having those moments. I like the confusion it causes. I like the connection. Um, as it happens, I, I have a positive feel about uh, my dad. So when I notice something where I'm like him, I feel like I'm on the right track as a man, as a, as a son, as a father. Um, I wish I had more of the, like, I'm surprised by it. So it's like unearthing memories, right? It's memories that I've completely let go of or had no clear association with. So I'm kind of on, I'm unboxing them as I'm, as I'm unboxing them. I feel like I'm almost experiencing something that i never even knew was there i wish i had the other side more clear memories of the other side 
where I can say, yeah, I remember when I was there. I know they're my memories because I'm they're in my head, right? They're I I put I, they got in there somehow by me with me. Uh, I just wish I had more connection to the source code where I can kind of say, yeah, I remember more about when I went with him to go do that thing, like more about this story. I just wish it wasn't such a forced perspective on one little moment of it. So when you say go spend the, you know, the time with dads, you're, you're reminding me with my, that other, that our dad shoes kind of stuff, which is still kind of, you know, floating out there in cyberspace. That was my, one of the observations that I made there. It was, I was really kind of paying attention to when people were telling stories um, you know, after their fathers were gone and the ones that were telling the stories as they, they were living memories. Um, cause it was a slightly different feel to them, slightly different feel. So I, I appreciate you calling attention to that, to go spend time with, go spend time with, with, with the dads, do some learning in real time. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't, I don't know. Look at what you got and and go from there and that's all. I don't know. There's no other message really other than that and me getting to tell stories about my dad that maybe my kids will see. So, dude, it's it's a good it's a good reminder. I think it's a great reminder. So, um, support a local donut shop too. Uh, so name it. What was the shop that you went to? Elmira Donuts. Oh no no no. Sorry. Hold on. I think it's Elmira Deli and Donuts. Let me make sure. I wanna wanna do it right. I did get a, a nice shot. Elmira Donuts and Deli. It's See. run run by Mennonites, mm -hmm. and it's in the heart of Elmira. So uh, check them out. They okay. So I've only ever had the donuts, but apparently their sandwiches are to die for. So you want a good sandwich, and you feel like going for a, you want to. If you and your family are in the mood for an experience, drive to Elmira, get some sandwiches from Elmira Donuts and Deli, and then pick up some donuts and uh, spend some of your money in downtown Elmira. It's a pretty cute little, little cute little str main strip they got there, and uh, you know, give show them some love. That's cool, man. I think I will <laughs> next time I'm down that way. Yeah, I love it when I love it when you tell me you're coming to my neck of the woods to go to the to the market or whatever. I'm like, I wonder what Clough's gonna do here in in KW or in Waterloo Region, I should say. My fam is big on like they like like will tra will travel will travel for food, and my kids remember this stuff. I was I mentioned to you in the polo the the uh, experience of of going to the Lank. And I mean, that was just a good day in general mm -hmm. when we got to, we came and did the lazy river in your neck of the woods, which was really cool. And then they were, whatever reason, it was funny. Cause we weren't looking, it was, what was funny about it is that they were all kind of aware that the food is good there because I, I sung the praises after hanging out with you. Right. We, we, we talked about that and I told them how good it was and, um, it just kind of popped up. It popped up as a possibility. And what was funny is we weren't, we were a lot closer than we thought <laughs> that was, that was what kind of made it kind of funny. Like we didn't realize how close we were to it. Um, like a 10 minute drive. The thing that only made it more difficult was that one of the bridges was closed. We kind of had to come around it. They were doing some construction on, 
on a bridge. So we kind of had to take a bit of a roundabout way, but really it was worth it. Like it was just, it was a good, it was a good eat. Um, but that memory now is locked in and my family will travel for snacks. They will go travel for snacks. I think my family doesn't do it as much as yours, but I certainly want to do more of it. Um, Cause I mean, we'll travel for, for an icy, right. <laughs> Which is awesome. That's a good one too. And, and we haven't done that in a while. So we may, I may have to say to the family, let's go get in the car. Let's go get an icy. Um, which is really awesome because the gas station where it is, there's an A and W connected to the building. And I said to my wife last time, I'm like, can we just grab some burgers and then get an icy? And she's like, well, we're in the middle of COVID. So like, it's not, you know, we can't just grab the burger, sit in the place and I'm like we would normally. Or at least she doesn't want to do that. So I'm not going to do that either. But it'd be nice to have a burger and then the icy for the ride home. And this gas station, this gas station has like all kinds of treats that you don't see regularly in, mm -hmm. around, you know, in, you don't see regularly in stores. So then I think to myself, if we're going to go get an icy, we might as well check out the candy in this gas station. It's, I don't even want to call it a gas station because it's like a luxurious gas station store. You know what I mean? I do. It's not, it's certainly not a Ma and Pa type place. It is like, it is corporation. Like it is uh, meant to be inviting and whoever designed it is smart because it's got all the lures that uh, get the brain wanting to spend money. So we need to do that too. I remember uh, the whole gas station experience. You, you, you light me up. I remember when we were cut, we drove to the Carolinas a couple times. And it was really along that route where I realized, man, like American uh, rest stops and gas stations are at a whole other level of experience. Um, let alone that was also the first time. I don't know if you had this too, where uh, I'd never, I'd never ever experienced this before myself, but having to walk in first and you pay and then you come out and you do gas, they didn't let you pay at the pumps. Um, you had to go in and pay for your gas first. And that was a new experience for me. But in doing so, you know, I'd come back and Karen's like, where were you? Like, you should see it in there. Like the hot table they got going on. I said, I said, man, like they got some sandwiches in there that are just incredible looking, like wrapped up, ready to roll, eat sandwiches. So I like that. I like, <laughs> I like the gas station experience. Um, only in so much as like, there's, you're right. You sometimes just, you could definitely get more than you, more than you bargained for. For sure. For sure. Some of the best eats happen on those on those drives. I know that as the boys got older, whenever we would travel to Ottawa, um, we would start to map out places that we want to eat at on the way to Ottawa or on the way back home to Waterloo. And my favorite so far has been um, Harper's Burger Bar in, in Kingston. So I discovered this place on Instagram. There's this burger joint in Kingston. Um, the burgers look fantastic. So I said to the family, okay, next time we go to Ottawa, we're definitely stopping in Kingston for dinner or whatever. And they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, dad. And then 
um, we're driving to Ottawa and, I'm, and the kids are like, we're hungry. I'm like, we're stopping in Kingston. <laughs> They're like, what? Yeah, we're stopping at Harper's Burger Bar in Kingston. We're going to try out their cool burgers and milkshakes and then we'll keep going to grandma's house. And they're like, okay. But they're older now, so we can do that, right? Like, mm-hmm. young, I didn't want to stop anywhere. I just, like, can we just go? Because you got these two kids in the back. You never know when they're going to explode, right? So you just go. Or at least that was me. I'm not, we had to stop a hundred times anyway to, like, change diapers and get gas and whatever. So, um, yep. you know, what I can do now in five and a half hours used to take, like, eight and a half or nine with yep. the stops and anyway now it's like okay well let's turn it into an eight or nine if we're gonna get good eats and we're gonna have a, a pretty cool experience because that's where that's where i'm at now i want experiences like for christmas um i a couple of the oh that's funny actually three of the gifts that i gave my family were experience trips uh, gifts sorry they weren't, they were like, here, these are tickets for this. These are tickets for that. Um, Dude, I'm totally doing that next year. I'm just telling you, I'm stealing that idea. I'm going to angle towards that. I love it. I love that. You don't that. have to steal it. But like, and it was, it was not, it started by mistake. It started by mistake. Actually, I'll tell the story. This is what the podcast is for, right? So yeah. Um, one day. I'm at I'm at a school and I'm sitting in there learning commons on my computer working and uh, I get a message from one of my wife's friends saying hey Sarah Harmer is going on tour and I know how much your wife likes Sarah Harmer so here's here's like a pre-sale code if you're interested and I was like this is friggin awesome so I look and see um where she's playing you know granted she'll be in toronto but i'm like i don't i don't want to drive to toronto and i don't think mm-hmm. my wife wants to either so i'm like okay well hamilton guelph let's see so she's playing guelph and then i look at the tickets and i'm like oh my god there's still amazing seats left um so i grab i grab two seats just like that and i'm like there's one of my wife's christmas gifts now like who knows what happens with COVID and stuff. But I was like, well, I could get her some BS gift or I can get her a gift where she can see that I actually put some thought into it and she could enjoy one of her favorite music artists and it could be like a night out and we're not too far away from home. So that's a good thing too. It was just like an all win. It was all wins for me that day. And then when I gave it to her for Christmas, she was like happy. You know, she's like, are you coming with me? And I said, well, if you want me to come with you, I'll come with you. But if you want to take somebody else, like, it's your gift. You do what you want with it. And it's in May. So my fingers were crossed. That, like, maybe COVID calms down again enough that my wife can go to a concert. Um, so then I did that. And then there, I got my, my oldest son hockey tickets for a team that he loves. So it's like, you know, he was ecstatic. He's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I'm not kidding you. Um, cause again, the same thing, find seats that will allow him to enjoy the game in a way that he shows me that he enjoys the game, right? Like, so mm-hmm. he likes to, he wants, it's an, ex, I was thinking experience, experience, experience. I know what he likes to do with these hockey games. He likes to get there early and see his team practice. So I got seats 
in a section where nobody can kick us out. Like, cause sometimes they're like, the ushers are like, okay, guys, you gotta go now. Like people are coming to sit in their seats. I'm like, these are my seats. You so got the seats. Yeah. We got the seats. So we're not going anywhere. He's going to sit and, and do what he does with the team that he likes. And then there's my youngest. Well, this, the whole family loves Harry Potter. So I got tickets to go see the cursed child in the summer for the family. It's like I, for once in my life, I woke up and I was like, okay, <laughs> like this, is, this is what I need to do. And it was, I was, I was so loving that they loved their gifts mm -hmm. and I love that. And I, you know, I would love to do that. I, I got to talk to my wife. I'd love to do that on an extreme level. Like when COVID's gone, like maybe one of the gifts under the tree are airplane tickets to Harry Potter world in Florida. Like it's the ultimate, you know, um, and totally keep that a secret from them so that they don't know would be even more epic. I'd rather do shit like that now. But I'm old. That's what old people do, right? Good dad. Maybe Good the, young dad. the young people need to learn and not wait until they're old to do this stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's there's that that cycle. That cycle. I don't know. I was I was actually had a very similar thought about man, how much time have I wasted just not living a good life? And then you kind of fall on the other side like but understanding understanding the the, the need or understanding the placement of the good life doesn't happen because someone tells you to do it, right? I it know, doesn't. I know. That's that's the irony of that and that's the that's the problem with it. I mean, it's an okay problem. I don't mind that as a problem. Um, what is funny, though, is just the whole, I've had that exact same thought. Like, could I not have gotten to this sooner? Like, really? Really? I, I couldn't have got to this thinking sooner? The other day, I was at a school. And I was at my old school, the school that I was working at last year. And I'm in the photocopy room. And in walks a teacher who just came back from maternity leave with her second and I I started working with her before she had any kids now she has two and you know we're chatting I'm like how are you doing how's your return she's like good it's been good and you know she's telling me that her oldest is starting kindergarten in September I'm like holy cow like already she's like yeah and then I start talking about I remember my kids going to kindergarten and I'm that I'm that old teacher in the room now who's talking to the young teachers in the same way that I remember when I was a young teacher and the old teachers were talking to me about their kids. And then in walks another teacher who's, she's a new teacher. I think it's her second or third year, no kids, but she's now listening to us talk about kids and starting kindergarten. And I kind of looked over at her and I laughed and I said, you know, I have to tell you, you standing there looking at us, I know exactly what you're thinking because I was I was that teacher, you know, uh, 18 years ago type of thing. Now we're all laughing because I'm like, now I'm that guy that I said I wouldn't be that guy, but I am that guy. And it's like you're gushing over your kids and you're sharing what they're doing. And she's looking at us like, I don't know what you guys are talking about because I don't have kids. And then the other teacher who's got two young kids is like, I know exactly what you're talking about because I'm kind of experiencing some of that stuff right now. And it was just really cool to be aware of it. 
just be aware, you know, um, it's, it's kind of neat. It's a neat experience. That happened to me at um, the last school I was at. One of our department members was, um, we had a, like a baby shower for them. And the department was kind of stratified as in there was, there was three of us that were kind of old guard, like we'd been doing spec ed for a while. And then there was sort of like two that were kind of in the sort of married stable partner stage. And then the rest were young, kind of just like never really like newish teachers, newer teachers. And uh, so at the baby shower, you know, myself and one of the, uh, one of the uh, other older teachers were just leaning, just kind of leaning in the door frame, sort of watching all the festivities kind of happening at a table in one of our classrooms, the opening of the gifts, the talking, they're like, Oh my gosh, that's awesome. And you know, them talking about the upcoming, uh, the first of that crew, like that generation sitting there was the first, uh, it was the first one of them where they had, there was a kid coming. So they, it was like the first, first person in our, on our team that was sort of transitioning to that stage of parenthood. And I just, I turned over and I kind of looked, I looked at my colleague and I, I sort of, it was funny because both of us have, have very sort of gray steely hair. So I'm looking at her hair. I'm sort of thinking about my gray beard and my hair and I'm sort of flashing back to when I was sitting at that table too. And remembering how those same layers, like there were teachers, older teachers that were just kind of sitting, talking with themselves and sort of looking over and just kind of like sort of just doing this, you know, like good on you. But they're the ones that are leaning in the doorway. And then there's the other ones that are all clustered around the gift table, all sort of happy and energized. And again, like you noticed, and I was a part of that, those outer, the outer sort of edges of that experience. Um and it's just a funny now and then kind of a moment, you know, the, you sort of, you sort of suddenly realize your vintage within teaching. You've become that teacher. You've become that person a little bit, or you're existing in there, that sphere, right? You sort of move to some of the outer rings of the tree. You're just sort of, you're getting close to the bark where <laughs> it's time to, <laughs> time to ship out. I want to shift gears a little bit about this idea and bring it back to the work that I'm doing. So yeah. recently my team got a referral for us, a high school student. And when I looked at the name, the name looked familiar to me, but I couldn't place it. And I'm like, well, I've worked in a bunch of different schools in Cambridge, Kitchener, Waterloo. So, you know, I've run across kids all over the, the region. I'm sure it's just a common last name or something. So I let it go. And then recently I, I interacted with uh, the parent of this student who is an educator. And it was a very interesting conversation because I could feel as though the parent was a little embarrassed that the student has been referred to us because of the work we do. And we're not working with, generally we're not working with A plus students, right? Um, we're working with students who, who at the, 
the the bottom line is they've been disengaged for whatever reason and uh you know i listened i listened to this person talk about um their child and i was like you know what you need to let go of whatever you're holding on to that you think i'm judging you for or on i'm not judging you i'm not judging you at all i have kids you just never know what's going to happen you never know which way they're going to go or why they're going to go that way anything mm -hmm. can happen at any time or if you're capable of following that's another funny little thing eh like you realize like there's the just, random and there's whether or not there's you dancing with the random <laughs> and it was just one of those it was an interesting flip side from talking to the other teacher about her young children in starting school and now i'm talking to a veteran teacher who has a couple of children in the system and one of her children just it's not working none of this is working um and you know then there was the look the look on the teacher's face when you know they realized that i've now been pulled out of my job for two days a week to supply teach at my old school and kind of like looking at me like so when when are you guys gonna get to it i'm like i don't know and it was that was the moment of like true parent to parent like i, I said i don't know for the next two days i'm not thinking about re-engagement i'm thinking about surviving being a supply teacher in elementary school and then when i come out of that then my head will shift back to the work that i do with re-engagement so i went from like this blind hope that you know the world the world's your oyster everything's in front of you to holy cow roland this is what's in front of me. I never would have imagined that this would be the case, but it is. I'm a little embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. I'm not judging you or your your child. I'm here to help. So if I'm the 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 person who takes on that case, then I'm the person who takes on that case. And if I'm not, my teaching partner will do an exceptional job like she does with all her other cases. So just say yin and the yang, you just don't know. When they're young, they're in front of you, the world is their oyster. And then when they hit high school or as they progress in their life, you just don't know what's going to happen, how it's going to happen, if you can follow, if you can't follow. Mm -hmm. Anyway, a bit of a flip side. Let's, let's take a look at your art before we shut down today. If you have art, I shouldn't assume. It's a donut. And there are letters on it, D-E, oh, it says decoded. I love it. I love the pink uh, icing, Deco the decoded donut. Good stuff, Clough. It's, it's got me hitting some cravings. Dude, we'll you see. gotta find you gotta find something in Newmarket that or in the vicinity that makes yeah worth sense. like I'll, I mean I'll do the twenty minute drive twenty twenty five minutes I'll do thirty minutes because part of the part of the key with this right is kind of like it's the moment that played out this morning when you and I were messaging back and forth you're going for donuts you kind of it occurred to you you made it happen 
it was within a driving range that lets you kind of feel like you're executing on something and still having your day, right? That's the key. You can do a thing and your day will just, it works in with, it just dovetails with your day. I got to find, I got to find this, the place that offers similar treats because I am rolling out early in the morning. So I got no problem going out and bringing back the treats for the fam for breakfast, but it's gotta, it's, it, I mean, obviously it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be a bakery that makes donuts or a donut shop that specializes in it, but it also has to be available and open when the craving hits, right? So that, that joint better be open. It's gotta be open by 7am on a Saturday because in order for me to drive and make it back, because I do want the donut to work with the pot. Like I don't, I'm sure you would probably understand if I text you, I'm like, yeah, I'm still on the road. I went for a donut run. It's going to be 845. Like we, we can roll like that, but you know, it's better when it works in with the stuff, like the unexpected works in with the expected. Right. And then that's good stuff. So that's my hope. I'm going to do a little bit of research and see if I can find uh, a joint that's offering up some, some classics and you hit it right. Like it's the Krillers. It's the Krillers. The Dutchies. The, the Dutchies, the, the Krillers, the Dutchies, the Fritters. Walnut the dip, Crunch. The Dipped. The Dip. Yeah. The, so the Crunches, the Fritters. Krullers. The Krullers, the Dutchies, all these names. And and the Dips, right? Those Dipped, whatever it is, Dipped. Those are the classics. The, the newer versions, the newer versions inspired by, you know, the, like, I'm not looking for a dream donut. I'm not looking for that that one note experience and then all the guilt afterwards for just shoving sugar in my face. I'm looking for something that has the layers, the layers of something that brings memory to me. And like you, you know, at the top of the cast, talking about connecting, going for donuts and bringing the donuts and hanging with dad and going to the local and having conversation and feeling like you were slowly decoding your dad's world like seeing your dad operating in spaces that prior to that moment, only your dad knew about. And now you get to know about it. Like there's just, there's something there, right? It makes it a different experience. So um, I'll probably in order to do this right. Um, I'll probably have to wake up one of my kids and say, Hey, do you want to come with me? I'm going to go grab a coffee and a donut from this place down in rich. And they would be down. One of them would. But the funny thing is that, most times on Fridays, my kids will do like a sleepover. They love to sort of sleepover in the basement. They stay up late, eat popcorn, watch movies. So me coming down to the basement, I could totally snag, hey, like, hey, I'm going. You want to come with? They'd probably be up in a second, just like, up, like kind of like blindly running for the stairs to get ready to go for donuts. I know that. So There, there is one thing I need to add before we go. And that's the, the only thing that would have brought this whole experience full circle is if there would have been people in the donut place with their ciggies and oh. smoke everywhere. Yeah, the cigarette trays and the and the tabletop pack, man. And just that's, smoke, just the haze. Yeah, smoke. Yeah, it only clears at the cash, right? That's that's right. It only clears yeah. at the cash. Yeah, and the donuts up on those racks behind, like behind the counter, they're sitting there, not the LCD screen. You're actually mm -hmm. just looking no, and they turn donuts. around. They're yeah. donuts there, not in the little cooler in front of you. So no. Anyway, okay, dude. Have a good one. You too, man. We'll chat soon. Season five, episode seventeen is over.